Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, a podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we all love to hate. I'm Danica, and today we're going to be discussing Married at First Sight. But before we do, we have some hot goss, and it's going to go over the announcements with you um, again before um, before we get into the episode. So let's start with the hot goss. So if you remember from the Bachelor episode, which you would have gotten on Friday, I believe, you're probably beginning this um, on Monday, um, I had mentioned during the episode that there was some issues with our Askin ladies in particular. April seems to have unfriended and potentially blocked and vice versa um, each other and not attending a, you know, a, a trip to St. Martin for various of legitimate reasons. Well, it looks like Kathy has been having some questions asked to her about the issues with Askin, but she's been dodging said questions. Um, making a comment about natural selection took hold of their friend group, which is a very odd thing to say when talking about a friendship fallout. But here's what she says. And this was said on a podcast, I believe. She says, quote, we were a group of fearless women who took this on, and the fact remains, we're all women. Um, yes, so this was said on the episode of the Almost Famous podcast, which this particular episode aired on February 8th. So as I'm recording, this was a couple of days ago. And she goes on to say on the podcast, this goes on, you get to know um, people better. And I think that's just a natural part of life. I can honestly say I am friends with everybody on the show. She does continue on by saying, and this is where she says it, if there's somebody particular that you're asking me about, I just think that's natural selection takes over. Again, very odd comment. Anyway, I guess she was asked who her best friends from the show are, and Kathy names Susan and Nancy and not April. So she does kind of say, like, her, Nancy, and Susan, they had just gotten back from St. Martin and had a really great time. Um, she says, I might say we did not leave that island in one piece, but we had a great time. So, you know, obviously sometimes vacations can be stressful and hectic, but she added, I think like any other season, when you have a bunch of women who are trying to date one man, things happen and people aren't necessarily themselves. That's life. It goes on, which is again, also very interesting because at this point, y'all are not with Gary anymore. At this point, Gary's married to Teresa. So I'm just weird. It's weird that like, that's the thing you say 
to justify why you guys aren't friends now, that's come and gone. It, yeah, it's, it's again, just very weird commentary and it kind of just makes it sound, especially with what April mentions. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, definitely go back to the Bachelor episode. I would say it's maybe about 20-ish minutes in. It's kind of when I mention what kind of happens. Um, it's definitely after the first group date, um, before they go into the night portion of the date. That's where I mention this drama that's gone on, but it's, it's just interesting how she lays this out with what April has said, kind of making it seem like the issue is with Kathy. I don't know. But anyways, that is it for Hot Goss for this episode. Just quickly going into the announcements before we hop into the episode again, as a reminder, as I think a lot of us already know, there is no 90 day or 11 translation on Sunday. Um, again, this is probably coming to you guys the day after this, the Super Bowl. Well, because of the Super Bowl, that's why there's none. So that means no recap of those shows. We are going to be having two nights of Bachelor this week that will be fully covered. Um, probably I'm aiming to see if we can put that in one episode, but it might end up being two separate episodes. We'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, you are getting full recap of both episodes. You'll also be getting regular recaps of single life diaries, whether that's separate or together is yet to be determined. And then we are also getting love is blind, which you will be getting as much of those episodes as possible before we head into the next week. Um, and we are going to be having Sharon on those episodes, some of those episodes, not all of them will be similar formatting as we've had in the past. Um, so we'll, we'll have that. It's coming your way. But with that said, Married at First Sight will be moved to a bonus episode. That's the plan for that. Um, and for, for that, for this week coming. And we will be, um, there'll be no below deck recap for the month while we're going through Love is Blind. That is what's happening. But if there's anything fun or highlights that I want to discuss, I'll probably tap that on to um, an episode already, like maybe Diaries or Single Life or something like that. One of those short episodes, that's what I'll put it to. But with that said, let's jump into the reason that we are here. Married at First Sight, Season 17, Episode 16, Rocky Retreat. So, just so that there's no confusion as to how we're recapping this episode, because a lot of us are, a lot of them are together. We're going to be doing Michael and Chloe first, get them over with, because they weren't at the retreat yet. They'll be there next week. And then we will do the each person that kind of comes before the retreat. And then once we move into the retreat, it will be just regular, you know, you know, telling of what happens throughout the retreat. So let's start with Michael and Chloe. So both of them slept well. We're still on the honeymoon, but I think they're heading back to Denver. And 
yeah, she's definitely getting a little more comfortable. So it probably helped with her sleeping. And she says definitely crying last night probably helped. Um, so now they are back in Denver. They're at their new apartment and Chloe feels good. She says, this kind of looks like my apartment. So she's definitely feeling good at the moment. So they kind of see them kind of just going through the apartment, you know, picking out which sink they're going to have because they have his and hers and they're going to pick up the sink. And he kind of is like, well, you kind of, you know, have your routine, whatever the routine was that he mentioned. And he's like, because of that, you know, I'll let you have that sink and then I'll have this thing. So he has this thing that's closest to the wall and she'll have the one that's closest to the, to the bath. So that's kind of what they, they do. And then he's like, you know what I'm works out about closet space. So she basically, they have like, what well, kind of, it's not really a walk-in, but it's kind of like a somewhat of a walk-in. And then they have like another separate, like, smaller space closet and she says you know what you let me have the sink i'm gonna let you have the closet welcome home michael so of course he's taking the bigger one he says i could have taken the smaller one i would have made that work but it's great that she kind of was being thoughtful and giving me the closet so it kind of shows like they're both being very aware of each other and what they need which is really great um, so now they're in the living room and Michael's kind of like, you know, what's kind of missing in the living room? And she feels good with what's in the living room because she's kind of, again, a minimalist. So she's, she's good. But he's like, you know, I feel like we need like some of like art. And he has art in his apartment that kind of gives it just the pop of color, which is 100% I'm here for. And he's like, one piece of art that he has in particular he would just put right there and it's this art of Saturn eating his son my god and she's like oh that's grim (laughs) yeah yes it is um so I guess that's gonna make it into the home anyway Chloe kind of says like normally after a vacation she'll go home by herself and decompress from it, you know, get back in a regular headspace. But she's like, I can't do that. So I guess I'll be decompressing with my husband. And she kind of like, I I was confused by her facial expressions, but she kind of being like, you know, oh my God, oh my God, I'm like blinking. You know, when you blink, you're just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Like I'm mad, which, you know, kind of situation. Or, was she kind of being like, ooh, I got to decompress with my husband, you know? I wasn't too sure about where it was at. But I think, ultimately, she was very stressed and maybe mentally was a little discombobbled because the next day he's waking her up or she's waking up maybe naturally and he has a cup of coffee waiting for her and he's like this might taste like dirt but I know this is your routine he doesn't usually make coffee so he definitely tried listen I'm with him 
I've never made a pot of coffee ever or done any kind of anything with coffee except like pour water into a coffee maker when my um when my grandparents whatever would make coffee. That's my only thing <laughs> with coffee. So I'm with him. I'm like, I wanna know what to do. I don't I don't I wanna know what to do. Thank God I've been with men, especially more male more later relationships who did not drink coffee and drank tea um or you know if anything would have drank tea it's a very jamaican thing too where we will drink like tea herbal teas and whatever um so my ex would definitely never drink caffeinated tea which i do i drink caffeinated tea but um he wouldn't do that but that's that's my wheelhouse is dealing with with that i think i would ruin coffee so he's like this might taste bad and i'm really sorry but it's the thought behind it which was so sweet but we do hear from her that last night was bad and because of it she went to bed pretty early 7 45 the sun was still up but she says you know with sleeping it definitely helped and this morning she's waking up feeling good and sometimes you know what all you need to do when you're feeling really down is sleep. Sleep is an amazing thing. It, it's so, so amazing. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't fix anything, but it's such an amazing thing that when you don't have it, it's not great. And, uh, I feel for those people who don't have that, um, oh, you know, some people who don't get to really experience that, whether it's insomnia or, struggling with sleeping for whatever reason it's yeah i mean how leave and i sleep and sometimes i don't feel rested or most times i don't feel rested anyways so um they are going to be kind of looking at each other's apartments which is definitely what happens you know going through the regular stuff so we're first going to chloe's place and, you know, her place is very cute, very nice, very bright. He clocks that she has um, a trunk as like a coffee table and actually has some history behind it. This particular trunk is a trunk that belonged to her grandfather during, I'm not sure which war she, I, I know it was a world war. I think it was probably would have been World War II. Um, so I think it was, I think it was World War II. And, um, this was a trunk that he used during World War II. And she refurbished it. She said the trunk was completely black. And she added, like, it's very nice what she did. Um, added, like, these gold details to it. It's very pretty, but also not very practical. But I think with, with this, when it's this, you know, has this kind of thing to it. Who gives a shit if it's practical or not? So, but when, and again, she has a skill. Like, I feel like she could do something like this, like, in the future going forward, like a side hustle. Like, it's very good what she did. Anyway, um, but he wants the pineapple that's on the trunk slash coffee table. So then they're in her room 
And she says, oh, I didn't put the duvet on the comforter. Now, first of all, guys, I was today years old. Well, when I watched this Wednesday, years old. When I found out what a fucking duvet actually is, that is not what I pictured. I didn't realize that a duvet is basically this thing that you put over your comforter to, I guess, either A, keep it clean or whatever. And this is completely foreign to me because I don't own a duvet. We don't own duvets in my home. We'll just wash our comforters. We would actually just go to a laundromat and use like obviously the, the bigger washing machines and do it that way. Now we have a big enough one to do it at home. Bless. Anyways, so it, I never, I never knew. So I'm seeing her doing this. I'm like, what is she doing? And my mom's explaining, this is what you do. And I'm like, oh, but anyway, she's going into the duvet or I guess it was, I don't even know. I guess it's a duvet putting the comforter into the duvet. And she's like, if I don't come out, it's because I've had cardiac arrest or I'm in cardiac arrest. And she just dives in like, and, and puts this in. And he's like, you need to understand from my perspective, <laughs> this is comical. But then he's like, when she's finished, he's like, man, I feel like I need a cigarette after that. <laughs> Y'all, he is turned on by this duvet comforter situation. And she's like, I wasn't really expecting him to be turned on by this, but okay. <laughs> so anyways, we're done with her place. We're now heading to his place. His place is very nice, actually very organized. Again, also very open, natural light coming in. I love a place that has just a lot of natural light. And you see that and I'm like, this is great. And he has his pets. Now hers pets, I had missed this because I said, where her dogs, right as she was saying, oh, her dogs were with her cousin. And so they can get like situated at the new place. So he, um, his, he has his dog, Mellow, which is cute little dog. Actually looks very similar to, I've actually, for those who listen to Next Take podcast, it looks very similar to Raquel's dog. Except like the hair is, the hair, the hair flip um, at one point with this dog. Um, but it looks very similar to his dog actually. And the, and his dog's name is Milo instead of Mellow. So it's very similar. Um, but anyway, um, he sees the dog and he's like, oh, you have to like, you know, greet the dog in a certain way. So he gets down on the ground and the dog says climbing all over him. And then we also have two other cats named Franklin and Graham. They look very similar, very cute. And, um, yeah, so now we're heading into his bedroom again. Bed's neatly made because her bed wasn't even made, y'all. Anyway, his bed is made, organized, very impressed. And then he's like, well, here it is. Here's the closet. And he opens the closet and you know what? It wasn't that bad. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But it was still very organized. It was very organized. And he, he, and that's like, 
saying that he does have an overflow in the coat closet, but I think it's mainly coats. But anyway, she was expecting, she's like, I'm actually surprisingly not that overwhelmed by what I just saw. And she's like, I was expecting a Gucci store and that's not what happened. So anyways, we get past that. She kind of tries on this coat that he has, this pink puffy coat that he has. And then we go to like him packing some of the clothes up. And he pulls out the skirts and she wasn't expecting the skirts. Oh, I did miss something else. I'm going to go back to it in a second. She wasn't expecting the skirts. And the skirts have definitely thrown her off a little bit. Very much thrown her off. But this is also in conjunction, I missed this, when they were at her apartment, he saw these pearl necklace, pearl necklace. He actually owns a pearl necklace himself, which is not unusual nowadays. We've seen with like Harry Styles kind of blurring those lines, him having like a pearl necklace or whatever. So I'm not surprised that he has a pearl necklace. I'd be surprised if he didn't. But anyways, he sees this pearl necklace, which is a pretty cool pearl necklace. And he puts it on. He's like, oh, I'm liking this. I'm feeling good in this. She's like, oh, hey, you're looking good in it. And he's like, I know. And that was starting to throw her off too. Because she's like, I'm not used to a man channeling his feminine side. That's not her it's out of her wheelhouse. So now we're back at the apartment and Pastor Cal is going to be coming. But Michael does have one question for, for Chloe. When can I borrow those earrings? Which again, throws her off. And he's like, but there's for today though. There's for today. Um, But she's definitely feeling... You can tell she's feeling very odd about the whole thing. I've been asking about her earrings, but don't worry, guys. We're going to get through this. So, Pastor Cal is now here, and you know what? He's happy that they were able to do better with Chloe for Michael. Michael is actually currently wearing one of her necklaces, um, but he's like, you know what? We're leaning in. You know, she's wearing my sweaters and my flannel. But as Pastor Cal says, and I said too, it's completely normal for a woman to wear men their man's clothes. It's not abnormal. But I think what's so good with this though, why he says it, I think like in his mind, he can think no different. He's just like, Well, she's wearing my stuff, which is masculine or whatever. Why can't I wear her stuff? Which I hear it. I definitely get. I mean, I think Michael's a great guy, and you know, maybe, maybe I give that kind of. I think he's cute, but it is abnormal for me too to be with a guy who would lean in so hard into the feminine side, and that would be an adjustment, which she kind of does mention in a little, in a little bit. So, um. She says, you know, when you're, I'm not used to being with a guy who wears my jewelry. And she's like, it's not really about it being my jewelry, just in general, right? She just needs to kind of get used to it. She's like, if you're expecting one thing, but then got another, or, you know, slightly leaning into another, that's something you need to get used to. 
which he's right. Um, Pastor Cal actually says, you know, it's sad that traits kind of like nurturing or caring is attributed to it being feminine. And Michael agrees. He's like, yeah, I, I agree with that. But again, I think in this case, though, it's not even so much that he is nurturing and caring. That's the issue. She loves that. It's the external part of, of everything. Chloe says that her norm, you know, normal guys usually goes for just clearly wasn't working. And at the end of the day, she did get what she asked for. She asked for a guy who had great heart, a heart of gold, and more important to her than, sorry, which is more important to her than, you know, what he's wearing, you know, and the fact that he's wearing her jewelry, like those things just aren't as important to her. And those are things that she can adjust to. So they're definitely very comfortable with each other. And Pastor Kel says, like, I want you guys to want each other. And Michael's like, oh, that's no problem. I want my life. <laughs> and and the thing that's also really amazing about him is that he says, like, well, let me tell you, <laughs> my wonder. But then at the time, he's like, I realize I'm just putting that way out there. Like, are you okay with me saying that? But just this kind of shows, like, again, he's being very aware of her needs and wanting to make sure he's not making her uncomfortable. But Chloe says, like, not like, I'm fine, because, come on, she wants him to. And she's like, if he didn't want me, like, we have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, may I direct you to the other couples? Um, Anyways, so, obviously, like, they're not, I mean, it's not obvious to us, we have no friend clue, but, you know, Michael just says, like, obviously, the physical aspects of intimacy are amazing. He loves it. We all do. Yeah. But he says, like, the emotional part of it is what's, it's kind of what he needs in order to really get there. Like, you, any, he's like, anyone can have sex, which, again, so true. But to have that emotional, connection ain't nothing beating that and chloe 100 agrees with him i 100 agree with him i would like to hope that everyone 100 agrees with him that's very important and it, you know it's kind of especially the older you get the more you need that the more you that's pretty much a requirement so I guess they've kind of established that, like, that emotional connection kind of needs to be there before maybe they would act on anything physically. But Pastor Kyle does say to them, listen, you guys are married. You know, he says, the thing that I find is a lot of couples want to say that, oh, we're strangers, we're strangers. You're not strangers anymore. 
I don't know who he's making that dig at, but amazing. <laughs> Chloe says, oh no, we're not strangers anymore. Like, force not. No way. But he's, the reason he's saying this is, don't be afraid to act on certain things because you guys didn't know each other prior to getting married. If you want to go out there and have sex, have sex. If you want to do other things that heightens or that intimacy or, you know, other intimate things, go for it. Do it. Of course. That's how it should be. Is how you strengthen those bonds. <sighs> I hope all goes well because we need one happy, one happy story in this. But anyways, that's it for Michael and Chloe. Have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast? like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality, and you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H dot com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A, and you can be a guest on our podcast. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast. Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. 
It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. Now let's kind of head to the other couples prior to reaching the retreat. So Becca and Austin, we see them packing for the retreat. And they kind of like, I guess, check in with each other. What are they expecting for the retreat? Um... You know, Austin's like, well, maybe we can work on the intimacy. And she is loving this idea. Austin says that he is excited to see Michael and Chloe. As mentioned, they will be there later just because they are arriving back from their honeymoon and getting situated in their home. So we'll see them later. So they've arrived at the house first. Y'all, this house is huge. Apparently, it belongs to some sports guy, a football player. I don't know. I'm, I am Becca in this moment where she says, touchdown, uh, offense and defense and the pigskin thing. And I'm with her. Um, anyways, so Austin does kind of say, I want to sleep in this guy's bed. So he's definitely fangirling over the fact that he's in this football player's house. So very quickly, let's move to Claire before she gets to the retreat. She will be going to the quote-unquote couple's retreat, even though she is herself not a couple. And I think no surprise, Cameron will not be there. And she's definitely struggling with the idea of going to this retreat, having fun, and not like not allowing herself just to be free and have that fun. I don't know. Again, I'll get to more with Claire a little later because I'm very confused by everything with her. Anyways, Emily and Brennan, they are now also packing for the retreat. She is feeling, and I quote, blah about Brennan, end quote, about fucking time. <laughs> she says she wants to focus less on him and more on everyone being there, having fun with everybody. She hopes that he will realize that he hasn't really made much of an effort, but at the same time, she's not holding her breath. And I say, uh, finally, you're here with everybody else who's literally like, fuck this guy. Why do you even want to keep doing this? I would have. It's in these moments that you say, I throw in the towel and want a divorce now. Anyway, Brennan thinks they are definitely on the same page with what they expect from this retreat, which is no pressure and having fun. Yeah, for once, you are on the same page. Anyways, they, um, they arrive second at the house. They have decided to sleep in separate rooms. Any surprise? Not at all. Meanwhile, they 
After they've picked a room, they go and find Becca and Austin. And I think the guys go off on a tour and the ladies are like, they're never coming back. Anyways, now we're just in the retreat. We're going to go just chronological from here. So Ryan has shown up. He is nervous. The only thing I should say he's nervous about is Lauren. And let's explain why. He says they have not talked since the wedding. Interesting. Interesting the takes here. We'll we'll get more into it when Lauren shows up. But he just wants to talk to her and build a bridge. That's what he wants to do. He's just hoping that how it was at the wedding is how it will be at the retreat. And we will get to why that will never be the case. He had a chance. An olive branch was definitely extended to him. And he literally took the branch and stepped all over it. But we'll get to it when Lauren shows up so we can have some perspective for those people who did not watch the episode. So, Claire shows up next. And again, as mentioned, she's unsure about coming because, you know, her and Cameron aren't together. And she feels weird about having fun with Cameron currently healing from surgery. I have my thoughts, but I'm going to save it to um, a different scene that will come up in a little bit. So now we kind of see everyone's having fun in this basement. There's like an arcade in the basement. But now they know they've decided enough of that. Let's go get ready for dinner. So everyone's, you know, getting ready and everything. And they go to sit down and start eating. And that is when Lauren shows up. I have so many thoughts as a black as a black person. When you show up just in time for the food. That is a black person 101. You show up for the food just in time. <laughs> Anyways, she shows up just in time for dinner. And um she says that she's disappointed that her and Ryan have not spoken since the wedding. She feels exhausted, mentally obviously exhausted, with kind of this, I guess, back and forth with him. Um, because he's not following through. I understand. One of my biggest pet peeves is people who don't follow through. Sometimes my boyfriend doesn't follow through and it drives me nuts. But it's irritating. And the thing is, is like, when you have this person literally saying to you, listen, I know I fucked up your world and I decided to divorce without going through the process. And I want to try to be friends. But then they don't follow through. In my honest opinion, I feel like Orion is waiting for her to come to him. But that's not realistic. 
you're the one who has said to her, you want to be friends. You've initiated that. So because you have initiated that, you now need to follow through with it. And that is what she is saying you're not doing. So to her, it doesn't feel genuine anymore. And we'll get to kind of where that's coming from and why I believe her and understand kind of everything she's saying. So she just kind of wants to bond with the other women. She has absolutely no desire to bond with Orion. So we do find out here um, during dinner that Emily has booked ATVing for Unbrennan. Everyone else seems a little jelly about this, in particular Austin. Um, and Austin says, I hope you crash. And I wrote, oh God. Because spoiler alert, guys, that is what's about to happen. Let's, but we're not there yet. Let's continue on. Orion says that, you know, me and Lauren might not be, you know, on the same page as everyone else in terms of the couples, but we're in a good place. The fuck you say? Because according to Lauren, you're not in the same place or in a, in a good place. Like, where the hell is that coming from? Ugh. Lauren thinks that he's being disingenuous. No shit. <laughs> because she's basically trying to say, okay, the energy he has with everybody here saying, oh, me and Lauren are in a good place. It's not the same energy he keeps when everyone else isn't there or there's not a camera at his face or there's not like people trying to basically, I guess, potentially hold him accountable. In my mind, that feels fake. It doesn't feel real. It feels fake. You're fucking fake. Anyway, we're in a good place. What the f- Anyways, it's bedtime. Now we're with Austin and Becca. Let me see them get them all cuddly and cozy. And then an hour later, he gets out of bed and decides he's going to sleep in the big room with the big bed. And apparently, according to Becca, says that he tells her this and then says, you can come if you want. And she asks, well, is something going to happen? Because nothing's happening. And he's like, I don't know. But, you know, she didn't feel like it was very inviting. And basically opted to not go into the bed with him. To the big bed. And she does kind of also mention here, like, he's drunk. But it's interesting to me that drunk Austin decides after being cuddly and whatever, gets out of bed and leaves. Like, that is such a weird thing. But it'll, we will get 
to all of that in a little bit, I guess, or some sort of conclusion, even though there was no conclusion. But it's the next day now. Lauren and Chloe are going to go play some basketball. Apparently, oh, sorry, Chloe, Claire. Apparently, Claire has played basketball before. She says that Cameron likes to be on his own when going through things. He's kind of like, you know, and I've said this before, you're going through something medically that's debilitating or at least is temporarily debilitating. You just want to be left the fuck alone to deal with your shit. You don't want to deal with other people and their emotions. And I think Claire has made it very clear throughout this that she doesn't really do well with regulating her emotions. And I think it's very animated in stressful situations. That is not anything he needs to deal with right now. I think he's just trying to self preserve and self-protect and I don't blame him for doing any of that. He he needs to, you know, stay away from all of this. Um but she says that because he kind of wants to be alone and keep to himself, it makes her feel bad because she, you know, is the kind of person who wants to nurture and help and and all that but she's like which is also very good she said i know that this is my problem and this is something that i need to deal with this is not anything like cameron's not doing anything to make me feel bad i'm 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 making this grow in my mind to make it seem like there's something bad and it's it's not like that so what i'm gonna say and this is why I'm so confused by her. Her and Cameron decided to split up. Now, I know that they decided to stay friends and keep that part of the relationship still going. Um, but it doesn't feel to me that she's treating this friendship as a friendship. It feels like she's treating it as if they're still together. She'll say certain things from time to time that makes me think, wait, are you together or are you not? Because I'm confused. And I think she's herself is confused. And I think that kind of, you know, points me into the direction, kind of mentioned this in a previous episode that this came to my attention from Ava, who gets access to the after parties or whatever they're called, where Claire apparently said that, like, he wasn't attracted to her. So that makes me kind of think, okay, was she growing emotional feelings for him? But maybe he wasn't. And she's kind of dealing with that projection from him. I don't know, it's weird, but it's just, she acts like they're still together. And that, like, she should be down in the dumps because he does have surgery or, you know, he should be, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I know she's going to do something, but you have to get back to some sort of norm. 
if that norm still includes him, great. But you're not together. You're separated. Like I, she's a great girl. I'm not saying that she's. I don't want to take that from her. I think she's a great person. I think she's a loving person. I think she really cares about the people she loves, including Cameron. But I think like there needs to be a little bit of boundary. And it's not easy to establish. But you guys were only married, quote unquote, for a couple of weeks. Like try establishing boundaries with someone who you were with for four years or five years, or ten years, whatever. Um, I mean, fuck, Tim and Veronica are still working on setting those boundaries. <laughs> just as an example. So it's just, she needs to set those boundaries. Otherwise, they will never be set. He's setting them. But she herself is not setting her own boundaries. Lauren says that when it comes to Orion, everything just feels a little weird. And Claire f- agrees. She feels that she's like, it does feel weird. It feels like when he talks, he's not talking directly to Lauren. He's talking to the group. Ding, ding, ding. This man is not talking directly to Lauren. He's talking to the group or he's talking to camera. He's talking to, to, to make himself look good. Similarly to Brennan, he's worried about the image. And I think that's what it comes from, but in a different sense, because I think Brennan is hyper-focused on his image. Whereas I don't think Orion necessarily is hyper-focused, but he's definitely aware enough to know, like, this is going to make me look good, but it, it doesn't. And he talks, you know what? He talks like a preacher. He talks like a, not even such a preacher. Cult leaders do dark, but he's somewhere in the middle there where it's just like, you're not just talking to one person directly. You're talking to a bunch of people and then you're talking to those people because you want them to believe your bullshit. But the person who's directly affected doesn't believe your bullshit. I don't know. It's weird. He's weird. He also doesn't like text her, like Lauren, and like check on her, see where she's at mentally. He doesn't do those things. Lauren says that she's no longer interested in having a friendship with Orion. And I think that's the way to go. Anyways, that's it for that situation. Moving on, Becca and Austin are now going to a spa. And y'all are getting the escape package. What does that mean? We're about to find out. So, Austin apparently did apologize for his complete nonsense the night before. So that's great. So then out pops this guy. Because we're in the rose, where'd he go? Out pops this guy out of the sauna. And he's like, you know, you ready for this? And you're like, ready for what? Basically what they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing their first beating. Because the guy says, are you ready for your first beating? And you're like, oh, well, what that's supposed to mean? Well, basically, they're going to go into the sauna, get real nice and hot, and then they're going to get beaten with these, like, hard, like, I don't know, plant things. I've seen them before. Anyways, 
That's what they're going to be doing. And then they're going to cool off in the cold tub, not to be mistaken with the hot tub. And yeah, Becca says, you know what? It is relaxing. It might not look that way, (laughs) but it was relaxing. And that's that with that. Now we're getting to the hard part of the episode. And that is Emily and Brennan. They're going to go ATVing. It's their day to go ATVing. Positive vibes only, Emily says. And I said, oh no. It's not going to last. She's, poor Emily, so excited for the ATVing. And so is Brennan. He seems very excited as well. They're ready to go into the open air and the snow and the wind and why does anybody want to do this? Anyways, that's what they're doing. Um, so they are, you know, starting. They're doing it. They're having a lot of fun just driving around, doing this ATV tour. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden you kind of see the ATV that Emily's on flip with her obviously on it and she is bleeding really badly really badly and all we kind of hear someone say call the ambulance she cut her head open and you're like oh my god oh my god like if you didn't watch the episode i would avoid this if possible because if you have a really weak stomach it was really hard to watch. Like, it was really hard to watch. And she keeps asking in this moment, am I okay? Am I okay? And of course, they're telling her, you're okay, you're okay. But the fact that she has to keep asking, am I okay? Am I okay? Means, y'all, she's not okay. She's in shock. She's not okay. But She also says, like, at one point, there's a lot of blood, guys. Like, this poor girl is just, whoa. But the one thing I do want to talk about, I want to pinpoint here, is Brennan. I've had a lot of shitty things to say about Brennan. Because he is a shit person, let's be be real. He has treated her horribly throughout this entire process. But when that ATV flipped, and he was ahead of her, when the ATV flipped, he stopped immediately, got off that ATV and said, is she okay? He ran to her. He used the glove to stop the bleeding. I, I think I think he used the glove. Nonetheless, his hands are bloodied with her blood. He's trying to p- apply pressure to her head. And he is calm as a cucumber. And the thing is, is like, on the one hand, I want to say two different perspectives here. My mom watching is like, he's so calm. Why is he so calm? Thinking the worst because we've seen nothing but the worst from him throughout this entire season. But I said, no, he's calm because he needs to be. If he was freaking out, Emily would be freaking out. He's doing the right thing right now in this moment by staying calm when he was right there with her. 
But when they were getting her in the ambulance, you can see he is completely freaked. Because he literally says, like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he basically kind of, in the grand scheme of things, kind of just like, this is really bad. Like, he's freaked. You can tell he's freaked. So I do have to give him that. Um, can't give you a lot of wins, Brennan, but I can give you this. So we will see how that turns out. Again, as mentioned, next week's episode will be, or technically this week's episode by the time you get this, will be a bonus episode. You should get it pretty quickly for once. Um, so you'll get that. And um and then hopefully the following week we'll be back to regular scheduling with the episodes. But that is it for Merit at First Sight for this week. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review that helps our growth, which you can do at either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Times 2. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at Reality Times 2 Pod. And you can email us by going to Reality Times 2 on Outmail. Dot com. Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash reality times two. And also, don't forget I have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. But you can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash next take podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is next take podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.